0: This show contains movie spoilers and swearing.
1: It
2: does your stinker still smell?
1: <laughs> hey, They're like Gary, all right. <laughs> my stinker does still smell, Gary, because um, I keep it in a sealed Ziploc bag, just like I keep my moss man in a sealed Ziploc bag, so he still smells of pine.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello and
0: welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host, R.J. McCready. And for this episode, I'm going to be taking you guys back to year in 1986 to review The Man Behind the Mask. That's right, it's going to be Jason Voorhees. Jason Lives Friday the 13th, Part 6. And joining me today for the show is my good buddy and regular co-host Dan Bone from the podcast on Haunted Hill. Dan, how are you doing, mate?
1: I am doing and also <laughs> oh,
0: thank you very man. much yeah I know, <laughs> I, I know this is probably one of your favorite franchise we'll get into that in a minute but um <laughs> we've also got a very uh special guest joining us today it's always great when we have mr Gary Hill coming onto the
2: show how are you doing um I'm here and I intend at least hopefully or you know unfortunately not uh, last until the end of the song, and you know that that's never gonna happen. But um, yeah. When the when the Winnebago is rocking unfortunately uh, don't bother knocking. So there we are.
0: Yeah, and we we got a guy in there as well. He called uh Colt as well. Funny enough.
1: Yeah, that's his name. That is his name. <laughs>
2: Uh, I choose I choose not to identify and you know, use dirty words in Court Psyops' name. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's a friend. There you go. It, uh... <laughs> that
0: that man that man is suffering some serious abuse at the moment on Legion, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? We're only about two minutes into the show. <laughs> I already mentioned Court <laughs> Psyops, you know. Uh, I
1: think him and Ricky have patched things up now. From the sound of Ricky's last episode, that they're, they're friends again now, which is all good.
0: Yeah, the uh, the Robo Court thing, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <Good point.
3: laughs>
0: Hello, Ricky. I am Court. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think they have uh, kissed and made up now anyway, with their latest episode, I think, anyway. So yeah, that's great, guys. So what have you been up to? Uh, Dan, what have you been uh, watching, mate? Because I know it's, you'll see you know, our favourite month, Horror Month. I know you've been watching a lot of horror movies. There's probably a lot of stuff that you've probably seen already, which you'll revisiting and stuff like that.
1: Indeed. Um, there's a couple of movies that I have never seen before, one of which I know Gary uh, has definitely seen because he commented on me watching it, and that was The Pit uh, from, what year was that one? Uh, 81, Gary. You, you've seen The Pit, haven't you?
2: Oh, it's a delight, for sure.
1: <laughs> Man, that, uh, child in the bath scene was just a little bit too pervy. Just a little bit too pervy.
2: Um, you know, when, when, he, when, when he says that, guys, you think, like, oh, an adult is doing something inappropriate. Uh, uh-uh. Yeah, watch The Pit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: that one was, uh... That one was. A, it was a fun one, though. I did enjoy the Pit from nineteen eighty one. Another movie which I was recommended by Gav, my my co-host on my show, um, was The Entity, which I'd never seen before. Oh yeah, okay.
0: I think that's nineteen eighty two. Is that like a sort of spiritual haunted house movie? I haven't seen it myself, it's, to be honest with
1: you. It's apparently based on a true story about a woman. It's not a very comfortable subject matter, but it's hmm. about a woman who is repeatedly raped by a ghost Ooh. and it's really quite a tough watch but ultimately quite a good film i think yeah it's just a, a tough watch at times as you can imagine with the subject matter there
0: yeah yeah it was um yeah i'm surprised i haven't seen it i've heard of it but um there was another one as well, wasn't there, of the sim is it the Sentinel as well, wasn't it or something like that
1: or Yeah the Sentinel, yeah that's right. Yeah, that's there's a, a lot one.
0: of films like that kicking around with those names, wasn't it? Obviously like you had the changeling as well, didn't you, which is a great film. So uh, yeah, I need to go and check that one out. Or I dunno, maybe not now you said that.
1: <laughs> yeah, know. be warned, be warned. <laughs> not, sure. not, not not for everyone. The only other movie which I uh, I watched um, which I'll mention, which is a, a favorite of mine. We haven't seen in years, mm. and that is Sam Raimi's Darkman.
2: oh yeah, yeah, that's a good film.
1: I imagine that's
0: one you're familiar with, Gary, isn't it? Do you like Darkman.
2: Darkman is good. Um, I, I like the Darkman sequels as well. I think oh. uh, uh, Arnold Vosloo took the reins pretty well as the Darkman character in two of those films, and they don't suck. And uh, I recommend those too.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the third one. I definitely definitely have seen the second one, um, but I don't remember the third one so well.
2: What I do remember
0: is is it Liam Neeson saying oh, I don't want the fucking elephant or something like that. Take the fucking elephant, man. Take the
3: fucking elephant.
0: That's what I remember, man. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and, um, it's um, basically Sam Raimi wanted to get the rights for, for Batman and he couldn't get hold of him so he created Darkman and that's what we ended up with yeah. so it's pretty cool yeah it's a good made move. up his
1: own superhero why and not Bruce Campbell oh, not? begged him to, to, be the, to be Darkman but they said sorry Bruce you can't carry this big budget movie this isn't for you was that which be- is a shame
0: was that before that was obviously before Army of Darkness was it uh, was it 92? Uh, yeah
1: it was 1990 Darkman was
2: Larry Drake, brothers, Larry Drake. Just uh acting nuts. I love it. And um, he is he's
1: insane in that movie, isn't he? Uh,
2: unfortunately the Blu-ray does that help that film in certain parts because it was early green screen stuff. Especially when Dark uh, Man's swinging from the construction site, you just see it sticking out like a sore thumb. It's good though. Yeah. It just um you could tell it had a budget compared to the Batman film. It just um, <laughs> Yeah. And then you had, was yeah.
0: it was it Harold Raimi in that as well as a sort of lunatic with one leg, wasn't it? He starts jumping about and he's got a machine gun that comes out of his leg, is that right?
1: There is a guy in it with one leg, I can't remember the guy that plays him, um, but there's definitely a guy with a machine gun leg in it. Way before um, Planet, Planet Terror there was a machine gun person. Way before
0: Planetary yeah, that was it. yeah it was a nice little touch on that It was at the beginning when he just shoots everybody in the warehouse And that's that's a thing typ- yeah. It's a typical sort of and I think it was made in the 90s But it was sort of like an 80s thing wasn't it Where you get people turning up in a warehouse Doing some sort of dodgy deal And then there's machine guns firing off isn't it So it's like a Bit of a sort of lethal weapon moment there
1: With Liam Neeson watching from the shadows
0: Yeah that's it So yeah no doubt, man, it's a good movie man
2: and Gary, uh, how's things for you, bud? Oh, uh, it's, it's it's good. It's going okay. I got some watches in there. Um, which I had to record reviews of small reviews, and then am uh, doing this 31 days thing. I'm in a package. It was going to be like four films in in a, in, a, in a tiny tiny show, and now it's gonna be like ten films in a tiny show. I just got really busy. <laughs> but the theme I've chose everyone's watching like all this good stuff for Halloween and. You know, like Bo's killing it with his, you know, little shows that he's watching the real quality stuff. Hmm. I've chosen to go with the theme in which the word blood is in the title of all the films. And some of them are surprisingly good. But then you have, say, this related to man because it's got the same, um, like Durant's number two, the, the bald guy that he first becomes, he first changes his face to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He shows up in Blood Dolls, which is a Charles Band picture. Oh my God! Mm. That, that's like that, that. That that resembles you know, uh, Puppet Master, but the dolls are racist. Oh gosh. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, wow! It, and the villain has a tiny head, like a shrunken head. Oh. And uh, it, it's it's really strange. And in the right hands, it could be a neat story. But unfortunately, it's it's Charles the Charles Band ladder Charles Band picture, and it just falls apart like in about 20 minutes. And I think I'm being real generous with that 20 minutes. And um, yeah, but there's 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 some surprisingly good ones in there. Uh, oh, good, good example, Blood Orgy of the She Devils. Wow, is nice probably, title. It's probably the best Ted B. Mickles film that I've seen to date, <laughs> and I really love the Corpse Grinders. And uh, but this is like a witchcraft movie about bored housewives who want to be in a coven, and the 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 um, mustachioed witch hunters and husbands that want to stop them from being in said coven. And for no reason, the leader of the coven starts talking like a like an Indian Papoose for no reason, and like a <laughs> seance. Wow! Oh my gosh, it's That's way crazy. better to it's way It's it's free to watch on uh, if you guys get Tubi, in in the UK. But Tubi is a thing, and it's free to watch on there for sure. Uh, with Ted B. Mickles, he gave us the Corpse Grinders. Which you ever seen that film before? It's about a cat food company who takes corpses from the cemetery and makes cat food out of them, <sighs> and the cats start going crazy.
1: I don't know. Where do these films I'm come? I'm writing all of these down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, Ted B. Mickles made some stuff, but I forget the plot the Astro Zombies. It's been forever, but Astro Zombies is probably his most famous film, and um, he made some shit, and She Devils or Blood Orgy of the She Devils is one of those things, and it, it does it's not bad. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's totally seventies and exploitation, and I'd I'd recommend it, and um, and then you know. And then for some reason, and this is a good experience, because re- most wrestling sucks now. I have the WWE Network, in yeah. which the, inter- the interface is spectacular enough. You can watch anything you want to. You can skip matches if you want to, go to the match you want to watch. And um, I've been running through the Halloween Havoc pay-per-views, and they're not bad. <laughs> I'm having a good time with them. So, yeah, like in the, in the like the ones... Um, a little bit later down the line, they have some really cool gimmick matches for Halloween Havoc. So I'm looking forward to watching some of those and not watching new wrestling, because most new wrestling freaking sucks. So
1: Yeah, I've caught a few uh, snippets of new wrestling recently, and it's just not what it used to be, is it?
2: That's that's the beauty of the network, though. And it is not, this is not, well, Halloween Havoc, you know, obviously it's the Halloween theme pay-per-view, but you can go back. And watch the good stuff and yeah. just not watch the old, not watch the new stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I digress. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I've been watching some stuff too, though. You're skipping the stuff I don't want to watch because who has the time for that? And there's a lot of stuff I need to get to. But, you know, when you're watching films of blood the title, you, you kind of don't want to watch movies for a couple hours past that because you got to process the blood. <laughs> 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 like, oh, You Like, blood. Beach, like blood Beach, isn't it? Yeah, blood Beach, yes. Which, you know, I, I did watch that for, for these shows. And I'll, I'm going to bring something positive out of Blood Beach, you know, besides mm. all the police procedural, the, the procedural stuff that um clogs up that movie. They should have made it like, like 80 minutes, maybe, you know. It's, yeah,
1: Blood Beach, I've mm, seen that one for
0: sure. It's like a sort of foreshadow of uh, Tremors, isn't it? I think it's that... Some sort of worm is it on underneath the sand? Is it Return
2: of, the, Return of the Jedi? I'll throw that out there, okay? Oh, yeah, the Sarl- was-
0: Sarlacc Pit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, Boba Fett. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, those films, did you say they're 770s movies. I hadn't actually heard of those films. <laughs> it's just that's typical of the horror. Yeah, genre. That's,
2: that's the joy of the, the IMDb search. Like, I need films of blood in the title. Yeah, so you type in blood. <laughs> and you type in "whore," you type, you, you, you click horror, you click "movie," and then all these gems or yeah. all these gems or, or nuggets or shit nuggets just pop up in the feed there. <laughs> and you, you say, "Wow, that sounds interesting," or possibly stupid. Let me see if I can find that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it, it is really great. It does.
3: It,
0: it amazes me how many films are out there. I've probably most of us haven't seen. Do you know what I mean? Which are just kicking around from the 70s or 80s I suppose you've got the visit video nasties that are, that weren't on the shelves that are turning up now aren't they with either Shout factual or Arrow so um, yep yeah we're just well, having a research. Like,
1: the Entity which as soon as I posted I was watching that everyone mm. was like oh yeah this movie's really good and I was like oh I've never ever heard of it no nah,
0: that's it that's the thing isn't it how did I miss this yeah it's crazy it's, man
2: it's got, it's got a DVD release here and that's it that there's no blu-ray at all which you know a lot of folks talk about the film but then again the changes took a long time to get a blu-ray release here so but that is a blu-ray release now but it, it took like an independent company to, to step in and say we're, we're going to take this film and we're going to clean it up from the original elements and we're going to put it out
1: hmm. yeah that's cool man yeah because the company
2: here the company here is called um Put that Severin put that out. L- look that company up. It's a, it's a small as small can get, you know. And they they decided we're gonna take this film. probably found the film elements in a dumpster, or a room somewhere. <laughs> These guys literally dumpster die for prints of films, you know, vinegar syndrome and stuff, and they just Suck. throw this stuff away. Literally, it's fu- it's freaking sad.
0: Yeah, I, I can just picture the scene now. You go into a room, you go, "Hey, I just found a load of negatives to a film that no one's ever seen. Yeah, we'll get that printed. Fucking <laughs> hell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then Savage Harbour is a film that Vinegar Syndrome put out, which stars Frank Stallone in it. and Wow. It doesn't sound like much, but it is a phenomenal film, and it would never exist on Blu-Ray without companies like Vinegar Syndrome, and bless them for doing that. (laughs) Vinegar Syndrome?
3: Bloody hell.
0: Oh, man. God bless Vinegar Syndrome oh man well listen on that note with the vinegar syndrome i really like that by the way that's pretty cool Do we have a look at this movie then guys Do we have a look at old oh, oh, jason yeah come on then let's uh let's go into that graveyard with all the lightning and that sort of spooky hammer ambience about it let's uh play you guys a trailer and we'll see you soon <laughs>
2: Me and Jason.
0: Jason belongs in hell, and I'm gonna see he gets there.
2: dug up his body! You gotta do something. No one in Forest Green wants to be reminded of what that maniac did here. That's why we changed the name. No! People want to forget this was Crystal Lake.
4: Just because our parents keep telling us that Jason was only a legend doesn't mean it wasn't true. What if he did come back?
3: Looking for the camp counselor that caused him to drown his mother?
4: we would better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to you know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. Oh.
0: And welcome back guys, so the synopsis to this movie is Tommy Jarvis goes to the graveyard to get rid of Jason Voorhees body once and for all, but inadvertently brings him back to life instead. The newly revived killer once again seeks revenge and Tommy may be the only one or the only person to defeat him. It's got a 88 minute run time, it's a R rated movie and it came out in 1986 and was directed by Tom McLaughlin and I think it's one of the first movies that he directed so guys um, Dan uh, is this your first Jason movie that you watched mate? I think you've spoken about this before
1: It is yeah I caught it um, in my mid-teens probably Yeah. sometime in the 90s uh, on TV late one night and I think I recorded it on VHS and it was the only Jason movie I'd seen, and I watched it quite a lot. And then when I started get having a disposable income, I started seeking out the other ones. Yeah. Because I knew there was at least five more before it. Little did I know there was a couple after it as well at that point. And uh, I think I was a little spoiled because this movie's got a very different tone. They've all got their own unique tones to some extent. But this one was certainly a lot more tongue-in-cheek and to begin with i was a bit disappointed that the other ones were so serious especially the earlier couple uh but i've grown to love them all grown to love this franchise and now have a jason Voorhees tattoo on my arm and absolutely love it and this movie is just so much fun um it is the movie for me or for me that the franchise realized what it was and what the fans wanted It yeah. seemed to deliver everything in this film for me yeah for sure man uh
0: what, what Jason tattoo have you got is it which mask is it the one from this movie or because
1: I know he's mask it's changing. the one it's the one from number four, oh, the One okay, that's on yeah. that famous poster on, uh, for number four yeah is that
0: weird because there's a little bit of um, a tie over here which uh, the director's done very cleverly Is he's, he's got the um, axe um, split in the mask isn't he at the top Yes, that's
1: right. I've got the split in my mask as well. Yeah, so
0: I like the way he's brought that over as a bit of continuity, which is very clever. In the film, I'm the same as you, Dan. Um, I watched, this is the first one I watched. We may have watched it at the same time in the 90s, mate. I think it was on Channel 4 or BBC2 or something like that. More than and, likely. Um, I loved it. Do you know what I mean? I just thought, wow, if this is what every Jason movie is going to be like, then I'm sold. And um, I was the same as you. I revisited, I think, the first one. I wasn't... It's Not my favorite one, really. The number one, usually, number one is usually like the sort of main, um, sort of launch, isn't it, for a franchise? But yeah. I think it maybe it's because I was sport with this one. But what is strange is how you've got to number six, and usually, in a sort of franchise, number six towers off, but in this case, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's just blown it out of the water, isn't it? You know, certainly. If you compare it to like the Jaws franchise or uh, Police Academy or what have you. So, um, Gary, um, Friday the 13th, bud, when did you uh, first see this movie? Did you say Police Academy?
2: I knew you was uh, was going to say something. As soon as I said Police Academy. I'm going to go watch those instead now. You you, you turned me on now. He triggered something.
1: Citizens on patrol.
2: I knew you was going to say that. Sorry, it's probably Leslie. It's probably Leslie Easterbrook, who's still very gorgeous today. But, you know, that's... Um... Getting hot <laughs> into the collar, oh, Gary. Yeah. Careful.
1: <laughs> Get a little um, twitch Jason, there, Gary. Um...
2: Yeah, I probably saw the seventh one first. Uh, yeah. C- Carrie versus Jason, telekinetic girl. Because <laughs> um, my mother bought it from the video store, and she really liked that one. And then I think eventually we got number six and number eight, cause that's what they had. Yeah. So those three VHSs are the ones that I owned, you know, initially, and, you know, until like Dan says, you yeah, had disposable income, you could buy what you want, you know? But even then, if you go to like a, like a, the mall and get them, they were like 30 bucks a pop on VHS. So you had to get that, those secondhand copies if you wanted, mm-hmm. you know, all the good, good that you <laughs> wanted. And, uh, but yeah, the, the, this one, and I agree with with you, uh, R.J. So don't feel no shame about that. I think the first one, which which you needed in, in the canon of the franchise, obviously,
1: mm.
2: is a little dull in comparison, even to part two. Part two is probably in the top three for me. Of yeah, all time. I agree. I agree with that. But you didn't get that. You got. You, got, you didn't get. You know, spoilers if somebody hasn't seen the forty-year-old movie. Jason is not the killer in the very first movie. It's an old lady who happens to have this freakish strength that can lift horny teenagers above door <laughs> frames and hang them down. Okay? Uh, yeah, That was my, my, my biggest like complaint about the first one. Was Mrs. Voorhees' freakish strength is it supernatural? Is it like... I've heard like... It's like, oh, when a mother's in distress, she can, she, she can lift a car... Like okay, you know, but <laughs> it just seems a little far fetched to me that she's a senior citizen mm. and she could do all this shit. But you know, here here we are. But um, but this one they go totally like like there was a turning point in the Nightmare series. I think it was part four where we're going to MTV the hell out of this. Yeah, just make it make the kills insane. Which I think in this one you get like you get like eight kills in the first twenty five minutes. Yeah, and you don't get that in any other Jason film eight kills in 25 minutes and these are quality kills. I mean, once he's alive, his, his weapons precision in this film, <laughs> but that fence post alone is, is something special. I mean, there's a point in the film where he pre- precisely slams down through the wheel well into the tire with that thing. He just lifts it up like, yep, yep. Ain't no big deal. You know, mm-hmm. like he, he got this.
1: And, it's, um, a, it's kind of a Rambo in this, isn't he? He's got a utility belt, you know, with all his weapons on it. And there's that that scene where he throws that knife. With as you say, Gary, pinpoint precision. That knife goes straight into that cop's head. Straight you know, you
0: know what, Dan? I've now got goosebumps because you said Rambo. Because the trivia is <laughs> no, the trivia here is is that that Bowie knife that he's got is actually Rambo's blade from Rambo Two, as a homage. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So they've chucked that in here as well so you're spot on there mate absolutely
2: yeah. sorry not, not that this one's made, the one that made it fun for me as, as an adult you know people complained about part 5 hmm. I mean who complained about part 5 when they were younger but I, I think the last one before this one the the, the, the Roy incident is uh, <laughs> in, in my top 3 of my most favourite ones of all time it's just because of its insanity and because of its kills and this this, this continues that in my opinion and yeah where you take, you got, you got the, the final chapter, which is the part one of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy, which is not, not tame, but it's very serious. Mm, and mm. it just gets more bad shit and, until it ramps up to this, this this third part of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. And he becomes a bigger tool, I think, as the, as the series <laughs> goes on. Especially at the end of this film, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I also
0: want to mention, I know I saw in this film, but the uh, Crispin Glover dance in this franchise you know it's just I'm just saying it's it's, it's yeah. out there
1: <laughs> it's it's definitely one that yeah if you're talking about any Jason movie then I applaud you to bring Chris from Glover's dance routine into into the conversation because it's special it's a uh, similar mm. to Ed Harris in Creepshow uh, <laughs> I was going to say take the in the group uh. and see
2: who, who did it better Ed Harris or Crispin Glover, because let me tell you, man. Ed Harris had it with the googly eyes to me, ah. just, just making faces and stuff, you know? Oh, man. man. That, is, that, is a, that is a panty dropper right man. there. there
1: man, you know? Yes. Gav, right there, Gav, Gav and I were talking about a similar dance-off we'd like to see between uh, Michael Douglas in Basic Instinct mm-hmm. and Jerry Dandridge in Fright Night, when they both are in that nightclub in there chunky knit sweaters oh yeah that's right uh, yeah. we'd like to see those guys have a dance off someday because uh, that's another couple of smoothies dancing in the on the you know stepping on the moves there
2: Ooh. you see michael douglas as we know is a master of cuntlinguist because you know he says he has the cancer to prove it but um uh jerry dandridge can actually glamour somebody with his mind so i think jared would win that one too
1: <laughs> yeah i agree see
2: that uh because it's the 80s and jerry's a date rapist as well as a killer so jesus because you know because you know vamp, vamp's got vamp got to eat right you know come
0: on, <laughs> man that poor old sweater that 80s sweater man god dear yeah. well yeah no i'm glad we got that one in there guys so we got a fight on our hands here with uh, some dance routines here before we've even started so that's cool man that's cool <laughs> So, um, I think it's safe to say, within the whole franchise, there's something for everybody, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? Whether it's like kill scenes or slow burn or something comedy, um, bit of a surprise. Um, Jason Goes to Manhattan, that's one to bring up as well, just before we bring it in. That guy, the boxing dude, isn't it? You know, he's punching his way and, okay, you take your punch, man. Boom, that's it. His head comes off, doesn't he? And- <laughs> It's just, you know, it's just so much... There is a lot to talk about, isn't there, with the franchise? And obviously, as you know, Dan, as we've said this before, eventually ends up in space, you know? So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, That's cool where you end up. I
1: franchises do eventually. Delightful. Yeah, Delightful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, back back to the guy, the boxing guy. He breaks mm. the cardinal rule of fighting in that film. You're supposed to wear your opponent out by letting him throw a few punches. and Yeah. Jason seems like the haymaker type to me, <laughs> and he just kept swinging at that mask, like, until he freaking mm. wore himself out. I was like, come on. yeah!" And then he knocks his head off, of course, you know, which is hilarious, you know. <laughs> but yeah, <sighs> as a fighter, I think his name was Julius. Julius needed to be a little bit better at learning his opponent, is all <laughs> I'm gonna say. That's
1: true, very true. Uh, he tried, he tried.
0: Yeah, as I said to you, Dan, just before we you know, started the show. I'm actually, I do like that film. I do like Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. I've got a little bit of love for that one because it was the second Jason movie that I watched after this one. So it just caught me at the right time. It just did everything it needed to do really as a Jason film.
1: My, my, well, my favorite scene in that whole movie, and I, I am a fan of that is definitely my guilty pleasures is the scene where he annoys the punks in Times Square and kicks their, their radio and they sort of all say hey what the fuck man and then he turns around and he just shows them his face we don't see it and they're all like whoa
3: yeah and he's <laughs> that's also my scene. that's
0: right that's right and then he also he, he does help the um, female protagonist in that as well doesn't he she gets doesn't she get attacked in that anyway and then he just jason just turns up so there's a little bit of a sort of anti-hero moment there i think
1: well you say he helps he just kills anyone that gets in his way doesn't he really yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <I> suppose <laughs> That's suppose that's
0: help help is not the right you but to use <laughs> I guess yeah <laughs>
1: that's, that's
2: Jason's best say no to heroin ad that you could ever hope for in a movie it's like, homegirl, God, homegirl gets shot up and is supposedly high as a kite but it's just fine like two minutes later God, and uh geez. you know it's like oh by the way where's my dog you know <laughs> I'm doing okay now, bro. Thanks for the free high. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Give you one of those shows commercials. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. So yeah, so I, I think part six. A lot of, I think the other thing with this movie as well is everything else that's going on. You mentioned the MTV, Gary, because you look at the other films. I mean, '85, you had Return of the Living Dead. And then the film I watched last night, which was Dream Warriors, which we're going to cover, I think, next week or so. Um, they've got that, they've got the music, haven't they? They've got the practical special effects, they've got a very quick paced story. Um, by this time, Jason and even Freddy, as, as we've said before, they've kind of become these sort of anti heroes, haven't they? It's, what, it's not about the heroes taking on Jason, is it? It's about people wanting to come to the cinema and now watch jason or freddie they've become the main characters here and they all you know
1: yeah you, know. You, you want you want a death scene like every five minutes really mm. don't you and that's kind of what you get by by this point in the franchise and with with freddie as well definitely you, you kind of and that's why halloween and no offense because halloween's a great franchise but it was always my least favorite really out of the big three because it doesn't really for me have that quick pace whereas the friday movies and the, and the nightmare movies especially as the, the franchise goes on. They're just fun, non-stop. Mm. You know, the momentum builds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, particularly with the Freddy movies, isn't it? It's like, what 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 kill scene are we going to get now? Do you know what I mean? Someone gets their head tuxed, like pulled through the TV or something like that. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of... There's some great special effects
1: there with that. Well, Freddy, Freddy can go even further because Jason only has brute strength, really. So mm. it's how much can one zombie man whatever he is do with brute strength and weapons whereas freddy can he can turn in turn into a bug he can have uh, hypodermic needles on the end of his fingers he can do loads of different horrible things he can put you inside a nintendo video game you know he he, he can do he can do anything because he's he can get in your head and do what he wants you know yeah not even john saxon could take him down do you know what i mean
0: yeah good old john saxon that's right
1: (laughs) not even he could do it
2: (laughs) dice your Cadillac Finn like an American come on now you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cadillac Finn
3: yeah
0: <laughs> so we kind of got the building block for this movie so Dan do you want to take us through this mate do you want to do us the old storytelling on this one
1: yeah so um, well it does start off a bit hammer doesn't it because we do get that lovely graveyard with the fog rolling in Um. It's funny, RJ. When you were reading the synopsis, mm. you know Tommy Jarvis goes to the graveyard to get rid of Jason Voorhees once and for all. Well, he kind of had one job to do, and he really fucked it up, didn't he? Oh, didn't he just?
0: And you, and where you said there, Dan, you said it's got that sort of hammer vibe to it. Uh, the director did that on purpose. It's uh, this is based on, I think it's a ghost of Frankenstein. Uh, when you look at that movie, at the beginning of that movie, there's it's almost sort of done scene to scene where they're digging up a grave and then there's lightning and all that ah. sort of stuff so it's um, it's it's a great it's a great beginning isn't it to this movie isn't it it's got that real uh, it's just got that real vibe to it isn't it that real horror vibe
1: and Corey Feldman turned into quite the hunk didn't he because Tommy Jarvis is uh, he's a
0: handsome a chap different. isn't he yeah he's a handsome <laughs> chap yeah that's right he does change a bit doesn't he old Corey <laughs> <laughs> not saying Corey isn't a handsome chap, but he has
1: changed, did not he? A little bit, yeah.
2: <laughs> Man, he, he grew up so he grew up so fast in like two years too, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean Corey Feldman now is just morphing into a version of Michael Jackson, isn't he? Well oh he started god. that in the nineties, brothers all say about that <laughs> oh one. Oh god almighty. <laughs> his hair is just something else. Yeah. Um I can't stop watching his music videos. I just can't stop watching them.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you have you seen Rock and Roll High School Forever,
1: Dan? Uh, no, I've not seen that one. No.
2: Oh, it's a great. I'm gonna send it to you because it's a magical sequel. It's uh... oh. a. <laughs> he sings and dances in that picture, and it's it's yes. amazing.
1: Does he do Michael Jackson dancing?
2: I I a little bit. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is post Dream a Little Dream, where he was going full on Michael Jackson.
1: Yeah, I remember so, that one. Yeah. I remember that one where he does the full on Michael Jackson dance routine in that one.
2: Oh, I digress, though. Gotta mention <laughs> one thing, though, guys. One well, of those important important elements that Ghost to Frankenstein does not have. His best buddy Hawes in this movie is played by Horshack from from Welcome Back, Connor in this movie. So,
1: ah, I thought I didn't re- I didn't know where I recognized him from. Yeah, That's I thought it. I recognized I him
0: from somewhere. Yeah, that was it.
1: Yeah, I just thought
0: I recognized him from somewhere
1: well he's a good friend he's a good friend because he he clearly doesn't want to be in a graveyard at midnight digging up a corpse like most people wouldn't but tommy insists that he's come back to send jason back to hell once and for all and make sure that this whole trilogy is put to rest because it is the trilogy as gary said um so they find the uh they find the gravestone they find the grave now my question here is who's buried jason and given him a lovely headstone I want to know who's who's done that
0: because his you know. father apparently. Oh. Of, yeah, apparently they're yeah. uh, they supposed to be. Uh, it was written in that you were going to be introduced to Jason Voorhees' for, father in this one, but they didn't. So I'm figuring it's probably his dad, That that was something that had been cut out of this movie. So yeah, a little yeah. Bit I've, heard, I've,
2: heard, I've heard Elijah Voorhees mentioned so many times and never seen him. I, I feel kind of sad for Elijah Voorhees now. Mm. See,
1: oh tried to ra- raise a good son and look what happened <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so they dig him up they find the uh they find the graves and they dig him up and all the while his buddy's like are you sure you want to do this are you 100 percent sure yes he's 100 percent sure they dig him up and this scene now with the maggots all over the corpse it just looks amazing doesn't it
0: yeah, because it, it, it kind of goes from really being maggoty, and then when he gets up, he's a little bit more sort of fuller in the face, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? You just think... But yeah, it's great. You've got Zombie Jason here now, when we come up, and it's just... the whole sort of posture thing, isn't it? It's just great. My
1: favourite Jason Voorhees, actually, this is.
0: Yeah, and it's played by CJ Matthews, and he's just... He's... Uh, he's ex-army restaurant manager. He's <laughs> Obviously, just had the build for it. You know what I mean? It's just not. I don't even think he's a regular actor or anything like that. I think he's only ever done this.
2: Yeah. He's, he's in a film that used to run on HBO constantly in the '80s and early '90s called Highway to Hell, where he plays a character called Hell Cop. He doesn't speak, of course. Right. But he's uh, he's a crazy imposing character in that film who's uh, chasing. Um... The plot of that film is other a actor called Chad Allen. Him and his girlfriend elope, uh, by Christy Swanson, and she gets kidnapped by the devil, and he has to go into hell to go find her. And this hell cop is the person that's going to bring her to the devil. And wow, it's 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 not a not a great movie in the traditional sense, but it's campy as hell. And <laughs> you just sold it
1: to me. It sounds amazing. It's, just like Daniel right Over that.
2: <laughs> but he played a lot, and he was in that. And uh, out of all the Jasons <clears throat> that I've met, I think I have met like. 10 or 11 Jasons over the years CJ is the the most fun and probably the one you want to party with so there's that (laughs) you know
1: (laughs) yeah I heard I hear a lot of people say that he's a really lovely guy and a lot of people agree with with what I've said is is maybe it's because part six is a lot of people's favorites but there's just something about this particular jason the way that he plays it like a mime artist mm. uh, he sort of breathe the way he breathes the way he tilts his head slightly the way he will look at a weapon or or a ripped off arm yeah there's just something about the way this jason plays it and it's it's just it's funny but it's also really scary uh the way he stands staring at people is just awesome i love it the, the, way
2: can, the way he can churn like a fashion model now
1: you know <laughs> yeah yeah, man even with maggot stripping off his face
2: yeah I have to agree,
0: have to agree with you there Dan he is one of my favourite Jasons actually and he only, obviously only played it once didn't he I'm surprised he didn't come back again but um, it's very clever how you can just sort of move like that isn't it without actually saying anything isn't it you know
1: yeah, and as the kills come, I mean, they do come thick and fast as the movie takes off. Like Gary said, there's what was it, Gary, eight kills in the first twenty minutes or something?
2: Yeah, something like that. It was a lot.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, this has probably got one of the highest body counts uh, of the franchise in one of the one for one film. Maybe. Um, it just feels like there's a death every two or three minutes. You know, these random characters will just turn up, and you know, within a couple of minutes, that they're, they're going to just die. But
2: <laughs> <It's, you laughs> my, my, my favorite random character in the film. Is douchebag preppy? I've got a headache, so
1: let's not have sex, but <laughs> let's have
2: sex, guy, in the woods <laughs> you know?
1: on the motorcycle. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah, that's it's it. It's
2: like, nah, I'm not even feeling, boy. I, I I got a headache, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, you know, let's go, you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> he just throws the champagne. <laughs> um, so. Uh, they've dug him up they've accidentally brought him back to life with lightning bolt it's an awesome scene it, se- it says to me that there's a, a dark force a supernatural force that wants jason alive because you know tommy tries to set him on fire with the gasoline and the the matches and the rain comes down and puts the matches out so it feels like there's dark forces at work here mm. stop like that want jason to come back you know um and that's probably us the viewers we don't want him to die we want him to go and kill a teenager in the woods Uh,
2: First of all, Mother Nature hates Tommy Jarvis, okay? I'll explain why, okay? (laughs) He jams this fence post into Jason to, like, out of anger to say, you know what, die, die, die again. But you're already laying in the ground. But lightning strikes in the same spot twice. Just to make, really hit hit it home to say, we're going to Frankenstein the fuck out of Jason and bring him back to life. So Mother Nature (laughs) truly hates Jason Voorhees the most. And, uh, I'm chasing hates Tommy Jarvis the most because um, it's just like you know what this easy task he does is going to be so easy for closure you just fucked up son <laughs> Mother Nature
1: Mother Nature hates you you
2: yeah.
1: oh, we got this it. brilliant scene where Jason's just standing there staring at Tommy um, whilst Tommy's trying to like these matches and his buddy comes up behind him with a shovel but the the actor doesn't even flinch C.J. Graham doesn't even flinch when the shovel hits him man (laughs) (laughs) he just stands there turns around Mm. plunges his fist through this guy out the other side and pulls his heart out and we know what we're in for now straight away we're like okay this is that kind of movie right I got you
0: I got you <laughs> that's a great effect as well isn't it by the way isn't it you know you get the hand going through you get the heart pumping haven't you on the other side as well it's awesome isn't it, it you know, is straight really in awesome. there and uh, the other thing I like okay. is the sorry Dan the, the sound effects you know you've got that and then that sort it's just like really, it just goes really well it's a really good score Everything really ties in well here, doesn't it? With the lightning and 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 just in case you weren't
1: sure what kind of a movie you're getting, Mm. we then get a James Bond reference. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
2: Oh, it's it's phenomenal. People hate it, but I love it. I love it.
1: I am on board with this James Bond reference.
2: Because damn, because this is
0: the first one I watched, I thought, bloody hell, does every Jason film like this start like James Bond, does it? you know what I mean? I thought... What?
3: You're
2: brilliant. Oh, now, now, now I need that Shirley Massey, uh, James Bond type theme music, and you know, I, I need something happening there, and I think I just turned Jamie Sammons on right now, because she loves James Bond and Jason, so... Mm if there's some kind of magical mu- musical artist out there that could sing here uh a James Bond, Shirley Massey, ask uh, Jason song. I think yeah, she
1: does. They, maybe yeah. they could do like a cover of "Man Behind the Mask," but done really slowly. Yeah, with silhouettes of teenage girls with knives in them flying around, and Jason sort of <laughs> walking into different shots. <laughs> oh my <really>. god! Uh,
2: <laughs> L- lots, lots of saxophone. You need that in your life, you know.
1: He's <laughs> the man behind the mask.
0: <laughs> I can't unsee that now. That's it. I can, that's all I can see in my head now for this film.
2: Girl, girls getting filleted and screaming like <laughs> seductively in silhouettes. Oh. You know?
1: oh dear! This this just took a a southern turn, didn't it? This whole conversation.
2: <laughs> Jason, his machete knows no bounds. <laughs>
1: <You> know? <laughs> oh boy! So, um, Tommy, did, he manages to escape. And he goes to the first place he finds, which happens to be the the sheriff's station. Um, And he runs in and finds Sheriff Garris, who, to me, has always looked a lot like John Carpenter. I don't know if that was done on purpose or...
0: he, he, you know what, I don't know. what I'm you glad said, you think? said that first, Dan, because I was keeping the bitch, to, I can't mention John Carpenter again on my show. How the hell am I, done, I doing it? I've done it?
1: it for you, I've done it for you. But,
0: you're absolutely right, he looks and sounds just like John Carpenter. Do
1: you know what I mean? It's just like
0: John Carpenter in the sheriff's outfit. Do you know what I mean? He's got the same sort of panache and everything about him, so, yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
1: The only reason I know it's not John Carpenter is because there's no sign of a cigarette anywhere near him
0: or a video game
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm guessing that he was probably because I've noticed there's a few references and names of places and stuff throughout I'm guessing he's probably named after like Mick Garris or something
0: yeah, yeah. that's right yeah that's uh, sorry
3: Gary
2: you get Carloff's general store later on stuff like that it's, it's not an accident you know yeah
1: and she, at one point she's in the car megan and she says i'm just going to pull over onto cunningham road yeah so, oh,
2: yeah
1: right. yeah it's cool man it's cool and then again like as someone who's just be blossoming into a horror mood when i first watched this i started picking up on these things and thought this movie's been written for me
0: <laughs> absolutely man absolutely absolutely yeah, so it's all been done on purpose. All nice little tie-overs, aren't they? Little tie-ins there.
1: What we should also mention is that it's no longer called um, Camp Crystal Lake or Camp Blood. It's now called Forest Green. They've changed the name of the area because they want to change. They want to get away from the, uh, the bad reputation about this guy that went around murdering lots of teenagers. So Tommy runs into the station. And he's recognized not, not long after starting to, to rant at these cops. You know, he's saying, Jason's alive. He's after me. You've got to yeah. believe me. I accidentally brought, brought him back to life. Obviously, they think he's absolutely batshit. He tries to grab a gun. Now, that wouldn't fly this day and age, wouldn't it? Trying to grab a gun from a cop. But he tries to do it. And uh, they, they lock him up. This is about the first of about three or four times that uh, Tommy is either arrested or handcuffed or locked up mm-hmm. in this film. Yeah. You know, he, he just can't catch a break, this guy. But um, no one believes him. No one believes him at all. And this is where we cut to our first, as Gary would put it, random random death people. Because we get the couple in the VW Beetle, don't we?
0: That's right, because you've got a you get a scene now where he, they actually come out and say don't they that like I've seen so many horror movies now to know that a guy in a mask is always going to be big trouble which is quite yep. a nice little tie isn't it so they're kind of having a little bit of a sort of jab at the horror genre there which is quite clever
1: and this is what Gary was mentioning where he pops the tyre then he um, he skewers them both with his fence posts I don't know what the the significance with with her sort of the American Express card sort of floating away in the puddle just after she's killed. I don't know if that was like a little bit of product placement, maybe. I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> because because America and capitalism. Yay. Yeah, I could pay off Jason with my American Express card. You don't leave home without it,
1: people. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it. don't leave home without it or something like that. Because <laughs> she's like, take my money, please. And She's trying to give him loads of money. I'd like to see maybe a shot where like some money flies at Jason like he's a stripper or something, but that wasn't included.
2: <laughs> you know, you're gonna make it rain on Mr. Voorhees. I'm sure he's a great dancer and all, but uh you know. <laughs> she she had she had like forty bucks in her annex card. I think that, <laughs> I don't know what the going rate is for not don't murder me, but I'll do forty bucks will do it. <laughs> you know, God, that's a <laughs> <much>. <laughs> no but they they were connected to the camp though because they're supposed to be like the leaders
1: of the camp but they don't even make it obviously that's Mm. right they don't show up later on do they no no um so yeah talking of the camps so the counselors show up now at the police station sorry um (laughs) that's right sorry mate so
0: i was just thinking of,
1: uh, (laughs) of gary
0: That'd be a good name for a horror movie, wouldn't it, Gary? I've got forty bucks on my Amex card. Don't murder me. <laughs> Sorry, mate. So <Sorry>, I just. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Dan. Carry on, man. It's all right. That's
1: okay. I thought you were picturing Jason working <laughs> oh, the pole. Yeah, that's that's why I, right. I thought you were laughing.
0: Just, just uh, caught me, that dude. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, carry on. Anyway, back to this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so these teenagers, these counselors, turn up at the the station. It turns out that Megan, the main. Mm. The girl is Sheriff Garris's, um daughter. Oh, yeah. uh, there's always a connection. Um, and she looks at Tommy and straight away, there's a little bit mm. of a connection there. Yeah. Um, and he says, oh, don't go to the camp. You're crazy. Jason's out there. And they're like, what, Jason? You mean that guy, that legend that doesn't exist? And her dad's like, don't listen to him. He's, he's nuts. Don't listen to this guy, the guy in, in the prison, you know, in the jail. He's off his head. Don't listen. And But she's she doesn't want to do what her dad says she's a, clearly a very bored young lady mm-hmm. especially later on when she's like i'm just going to go on a joyride in my car and you know my dad's the, the main sheriff in time but i don't care so she's like instantly attracted to tommy anyway um they they kind of have a little chat at the station not really much comes of that really uh, and that's kind of it really. and this is where we get to meet my favorite character mm-hmm. who is the crazy grave digger yes yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's right, yeah. Does does he resemble Jeff Goldblum to anybody else as like an old man, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Why do I look like a fart head? That's yeah. so good.
0: You know what? They should have made him the main protagonist in this movie. He should have been the guy that sorts all this shit out. The old gravedigger man. I anyway.
1: see him as the brother to the guy from one of the early ones it's like, um, it's got a death curse. Yes, uh, I see yeah. him like, as like, uh, they're like brothers living in a shack somewhere uh-huh. in the woods. <laughs> he's he's
2: like the, the estranged, you know, I don't care about my brother Ralph thing. That guy's crazy, <laughs> but I just want to get drunk. But, you know, he, he meets one of the most greatest of because It's one of the biggest baller moves that Jason's ever done. In which he takes the drunk's bottle and he breaks it off in his hand and then stabs him with it. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> well that move that kills pretty good as well because he also does a sneaky ninja move where he rolls a little rock like you would in metal gear solid or something to distract your uh, your enemy and the guy's like what the hell was that and then he looks around and then yeah like you say he catches the bottle as well he's a badass jason in this one he? he's such a badass he's been practicing That's what he's been doing he's been practicing <laughs> so they um the crazy grave digger um what happens with him now? I can't remember what happens with him now. They, uh, they sort of chat to him a little bit, don't they? And uh, he's, um yeah, this is where he, he says, what do I look like a fart head? And he looks around at the camera and says something about, um people have a warped sense of humor, don't they? Of what they want to watch for entertainment. Almost looking at us as the audience. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Wink, wink.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's pretty cool that they, they do break the fourth wall a few times in this with things like that. Jason does it a bit later on as well when he almost, when that guy's arm comes off and he almost just looks up at mm-hmm. us like, whoops.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All that was missing was the sound effect, the like whoop, you know, sound effect, you
3: know. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> like a sort of
0: cartoon or something like that, isn't it? Very sort of animated.
1: Um, when I was uh, a younger teenage man, I had quite a large crush on the girl the sissy character in this? Yes. <laughs> I can see
2: that. I can see that. Yes.
1: Um and I was always very sad when she gets her head twisted off later on in the uh, in the movie.
2: Oh yeah. And, know, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and and hilarious cuz the face that she makes, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> the kids arrive at camp and this is where like Gary said those two guys from the VW Beetle, they they aren't around, so they realise two of their, their buddies are missing, and the kids all arrive. They all are real they realise, dun dun dun. What date is it today, guys? It's Friday the thirteenth. Uh oh, what could this mean? Now, it's interesting, Gary, that you brought up police academy because we get to meet the paintballers next, and. Two of these paintballing characters remind me of two characters from the Police Academy movies.
2: Yeah, so I forget their names. But I heard you're talking about, them, though.
1: <clears throat> One of the guy, The guy with the machete reminds me of Tackleberry.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: And then the little guy with the glasses really reminds me of Sweet Chuck. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's just something about them. And, and this is such a fun little silly tangent because we come back to these guys a couple of times, but essentially... There's a bunch of guys in the woods paintballing. They think they're pretty badass. You know, they're moaning about, "Oh, I've got to put on my dead headband because I've been shot with a paintball." Oh god! And Jason just takes them all out. In fact,
2: oh, don't forget, I, buy don't forget, buy a woman. Now that was a big problem in this movie that you know a woman shot them.
1: Oh know? yeah, that's right. They're really annoyed that a woman shot them. They're like, "Hang on a minute, Frank shot you," and she's like, "Do you see any paint on me?" <laughs>
0: It is a bizarre um, scene, though, isn't it, Dan? You know, what I mean, it's like it, it uh, almost feels a bit like sort of it's national just more fodder, isn't it? It's like a sort of national lampoons moment, isn't it, for Jason Voorhees? You know, what I mean, when it's just it's a bit sort of tongue-in-cheek in some way, isn't it? But it,
1: it reminds me of Police Academy. It's like the, the Police Academy movie's accidentally crossed over yeah, into the, yeah. the Jason movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. It yeah. it just feels very. Yeah, it works with a film because it's a bit of fun, isn't it? And it's showing something different, I guess. But it just feels really out there, doesn't it, for this movie? <laughs> and some of the, again, but some what of it, the kill well, scenes, man.
1: Well, what it does do, RJ, is it gives us the first ever that I've seen, anyway triple mm. beheading. Yeah, <laughs> <among laughs> <it>, uh, <laughs> the man. Weapons,
2: again, the weapons expert he learned when he was dead, the expertise he learned when he was dead. <laughs> is spectacular in this film.
1: You know. <laughs> Just one fell swoop, all three of them, boom, boom, done. That's pretty incredible, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. I think you've got a kill scene every couple of minutes in this
2: you film. you got a long
1: machete, son. Yeah, he's got his machete. Um, and... This is what I said earlier on. He's I've realised he's got a bit of a utility belt almost mm-hmm. with different weapons and knives. Yeah. and like, So he's really, you know, he's ready for war. Yeah, he's, he's gone a He's bit been watching Rambo in that So Yeah, I, I was just
0: about to say that. I was just say he's like Rambo, isn't he? Where he's in the woods and all that. He's taking everybody on with a knife.
1: Yeah, man. Um, what we should probably mention is during this time, um, talking to Rambo, mm. um, during this time, Tommy, much like John Rambo, is told he's going to be escorted to the boundary of the town and told to leave so they kind of drive behind him but he tries to escape um they bring him back and That's eventually right. they they drop him right at the end of the the boundary of the town and you know they tell him don't bother coming back in here of course he's gonna listen to that isn't he yeah, yeah right yeah <laughs> uh then we get the douchebag gary picnic in again just another random couple um Guy doesn't want to have sex Then he does um, He says it's a, it's, a, it's a filthy act And I've just been working out And I'm a bit sore Alright
2: oh, <laughs> <laughs> They try to do that, that role reversal thing Like you know The whole I've got a headache thing Like he's the woman and she's the, the dude Kind of thing
0: It's bizarre <laughs> isn't it? it It's so
2: bizarre It's just
0: crazy isn't it And I spun that like,
2: around like no You're not, you're not mm. worthy of my penis
1: um yes <laughs> oh fuck it let's do it But they get interrupted by Farhead um grave digger because they hear a scuffle and and they get skewered on a motorbike so mm. it's, again they're only in it for a minute and then they're they're skewered on a motorbike so boom done that's the end of those two that's it that's your we pop. are piling up this this dead body he's on me mm. jesus I don't... <laughs> um, um what about um, Nancy? Now, do you think this is another uh, little Easter egg? Because there's a little girl called Nancy in the camp, and she says she's having nightmares, uh, and I'm wondering...
2: Uh, oh right, okay, I didn't fool that
0: before, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah, now you mention it. it could be a little bit of a toy, could not it? it?
2: it's important to say that this is, I think, the only Friday the 13th film where the camp is open with kids around but unfortunately there's there's kids around and they're bad actors especially this little girl he's one yeah
1: yeah later on when she finds sheriff garris outside she's saying the man wants to kill me and uh, my wife happened to be walking past my screen when that bit was on and she looked at me and sort of shook her head disapprovingly like what the fuck is that acting Yeah,
0: it's always it's always the same, isn't it? When you're watching something and then like your missus walks by and sees some strange scene and they go, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs>
1: it's always a yeah. guaranteed.
0: Guarantees,
1: and then then you've got to delete your history then you oh i'm sorry no um, <clears throat> um yeah
0: we'll, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get
2: with that dan
1: <laughs> so, my, so my
2: wife watched me watching watching the pit and this kid was having a bath inappropriately <laughs> just staring off into space oh. and the next thing you know he's pushing some old lady in a pit somewhere yeah, you
1: know, and then... yeah. oh, oh i love that scene gary where he just takes that woman off on a trip in a wheelchair all the way through the fields and dumps her in the pit Oh, brilliant man.
2: you know spoilers eight people are down there to eat her come on now guys you know
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've all wished they got one of those <laughs> Oh man. um well we cut now to court court who's loves to wear as was often the fashion in these sort of movies um a lovely uh, crop top mm-hmm. showing off his midriff very ripped jeans but he is busy yep. and this takes us back to what gary was talking about earlier because he is in that winnebago and they've got a song on Gary. I mean, would you like to describe what their challenge is that they're trying to do? Him and his girlfriend.
2: Well, th- this apparently is the longest song in the world, but <laughs> because they're they're having sex and the, this 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 uh, you, you pan to the shot and the Winnebago is bouncing like mad, L- like <laughs> like you're like gorillas are having sex in there or something. <laughs> and, but you got Court who weighs about a, bu- a buck five maybe, and Darcy Damas. <laughs> who weighs about, like, a maybe like 120 pounds, but 25 pounds of that is in her chest, which unfortunately, you don't see Darcy DeMoss's boobs in this movie, but you see them other places, so just look, look that up, she's very beautiful. Um, <laughs> but she expects this this young, this young you know, half-shirted person to, to uh, last, I'd imagine they've been rocking and rolling for at least five minutes You know, whilst the song was going (laughs) to last at least ten more minutes. Now, I don't know what Court's sexual history is like, but I'd imagine he's a premature ejaculator from what I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) Just just by looking at him. So I don't see him last for ten minutes because as soon as Jason pulls the plug on the Winnebago, he obviously can't because he says what, that's not the end of the song? You know? <laughs> oh,
1: she's like, she's like, are you kidding? And he's like, well, I'm sorry, I thought it was the end. It, 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 you have to assume he's not wearing a condom
2: either because the way yep. she says, are you kidding? It's like, I, I don't, I don't want to use the word, I'm sure you got women listening, You, you've seen the videos, like I've seen the videos of when someone finishes and he's mm. not wearing a condom, okay? It's just, uh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, exactly. You know, are you are you're pregnant by the half-shirted loser, okay?
1: Well, <laughs> this is obviously infuriating for Jason who traditionally hates anybody having sex in his woods yeah. um, because he's he's seen the camper van rocking and he goes over and he unplugs the, the power supply which makes Court have to go out to find out why it's not plugged in. He soon realizes it's actually been severed um, so they think Maybe we should get out of here. He actually says, maybe it's that Jason guy. So it's a bit of a legend around these parts. So they 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 jump in the camper van and he is probably one of the world's worst drivers of this particular Winnebago because he can't get this thing going for shit. Mm. Um, but he does have a good taste in songs because he oh, works yeah. on um, Teenage Frankenstein, oh. which is great. Alice Cooper yep. song yep awesome man yeah, yeah fantastic it's a great tune and this is where we get what I like to call the Tom and Jerry face smash that's so good amazing isn't it <laughs> what are the face? it's so
2: absurd but it's so good yeah
1: <laughs> he doesn't realise all this is going on behind him because he's just thrashing out to Alice Cooper so loudly but Jason is in the back of the van and he's struggling actually a little bit with the, with the girl but eventually manages to just push her face completely through the wall and like I say you get that Tom and Jerry with the mm-hmm. frying pan yeah. and you get to see her face there
2: you know his response is what are you doing taking a dump <laughs> come on
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he really respects this girl doesn't he you can tell oh. from the last five minutes not <laughs> only well, into
2: creep eyes he's into fecal stuff too apparently because you know Kurt's, uh, he's that, that type of dude you know <laughs>
1: i like it earlier there's a scene earlier on where he's trying to teach the kids um about native american rituals and he's just sort of saying yeah they kind of pile these rocks up and then they knock them over and then that way if you've dumped a girl she's not going to follow you some shit like that the kids it's kind of fucked up yeah (laughs) (laughs) the kids are like what's this guy doing he's got like half a shirt on he's got music on his headphones like who is this guy is he from an aerobics video what's going on (laughs) Well, he gets his comeuppance because uh, he gets a knife to the head, which is pretty cool. And we get what is now probably one of my favourite still images from any Jason movie, actually. Uh, I knew you guys would both say that as well. Um, It flips over and it catches fire. And you just get this awesome scene where Jason just climbs out of this van on its side and just stands on top of it.
0: And it just looks... Very much like the Terminator, isn't it? Do you know what I mean like where oh, just yeah it, and it's is. quite it's quite a good stunt scene as well for the budget that they had where they tipped it over and he got like a bit of an explosion and like say so there he is there in the flames yeah
2: you, you would think wow this this is irresponsible to kill the driver whilst I'm in the vehicle but Jason's <laughs> dead so he just doesn't care so he gets like gets a great shot of him standing on top of the flame in Winnebago and mm. it is it is one of the best shots in any jason yeah yeah absolutely it looks very he looks very it looks very stoic you Mm -hmm.
1: know i remember um about a year or so ago because gab will agree with me because about Mm -hmm. a year or so ago gab was watching this film and and he took a picture of that particular scene and sent it to me and said oh man this this shot and i thought yeah yeah that shot is so awesome a lot of people probably would agree with us Mm -hmm. it's just so so good um i wonder i wonder how they put that together i wonder if they thought you know would it look good Because by this point, you know, people know who Jason Voorhees is. He's a, you know, he's a pop culture, you know, icon. But just that one scene, it's just a bit of a strange thing to do. Just to have Jason stood on top of this van on its side on fire. But I don't know, maybe the director just had a really good eye and knew that would look really epic. Because it kind of stayed with Uh, me for the years, really.
2: I I have to mention that you mentioned Teenage Frankenstein. Uh, This has one of those things where if you want the Friday the 13th Part 6 soundtrack, music, you have to go to either get the single for The Man Behind the
3: Mask,
2: Mm. which is a pretty epic-looking single anyway. I mean, CJ does cons and so does Alice Cooper, so it'd be a nice piece to have signed. Um, But Constrictor is the album that Alice Cooper has um, that has all these songs on there. And some other songs. This is the start of, like, his 80s era, almost. Mm -hmm. You know, where he had to, like, make Poison. himself more like the other, mu- the other yeah the other kind of music and mm. it really works and Kane, Ro- Kane Kane Roberts is in the band now tearing mm. it up And but this has that song the other songs and a track that I, I love all the tracks let's do it this morning but there's a track called Thrill My Gorilla on the <laughs> album yes why <Wow. laughs> he always had a magical way of talking about his penis and Thrill My Gorilla is is um yeah amazing you know no.
1: I love the lyrics to Man Behind the Mask Um, you know they're kind of like he's telling you know it's like it's a casual thing like you're with a baby you're parked alone on a summer night you're deep in love but you're deeper in the woods (laughs) you think you're doing alright and then there's that bit where he's like uh, you're swimming with your girl on Lover's Lake and the cold wind blows and it chills your bones but you're still on the make now that's a bad mistake
2: (laughs) that's a bad move sexually because your penis would be like worthless at that point if it's that cold outside
1: you know it is uh, a good song um and if I may gentlemen I would ask you which do you prefer do you prefer Alice Cooper the man behind the mask or Dokken dream warriors oh god that's
0: a tough choice actually um I'd have to say Man Behind the Mask I'd say mm. I'd give it a, mm. but I like them both do you know what I mean I'd, I'd have them both well I do I'd have them both in my car to listen to so um.
2: if you ask me if she was beating Dream Warriors and the Fat Boys featuring Robert <laughs> England. are you ready for Freddy where he freestyle raps on the song oh it's the raps isn't say- it yeah that's it oh my god yeah that was it I would pick. I would pick. Are you ready for Freddy, Okay.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd go for that one too. And Garrett.
0: then, um, <laughs> as I posted on your page the other day, you have to chuck in a bit of MC Hammer, uh, the Adams Family. Oh, the Adams Family. They do what they yeah. want to do. Say what they want to say. Didley diddly, diddly, diddly. Adams <laughs> Family. Is it about
1: hip hop and horror, because uh, <laughs> you also had the Fresh Prince um, and Jazzy Jeff, and they did a nightmare on my street, which is kind of. I think that was supposed to be on one of the, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and they, they couldn't do it in the end for some reason. Oh, hmm. Well, it
2: was it was unrelated to the Nightmare films, like as far as licensing goes, but you could still buy it and stuff. But they got in some trouble for that, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack just had some awesome hip hop mm-hmm. on it. Bobby Bobby Brown was it? Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah, we're and, gonna I mean,
0: have to take control. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do it. Do it. And I think Run the MC had a song on Ghostbusters 2. That was like, uh, it's like you call the Ghostbusters, and that's who you call. Oh, and it? It's like a speeded <laughs> really? up version of it. It's just a good, just good wow. times, guys. Yeah, good yeah, times. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Every, every that's the thing though. So like you said earlier, wasn't it the MTV vibe? MTV vibe, or was everywhere in these movies, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean, It's the same with uh, like, say, so The Return of the Living Dead, wasn't it? Had uh, was it Forty Five Grave in there? Um, all these songs. Yeah, man, you know. that's
1: a good soundtrack as well.
0: Yeah, you watched you watched the movie. You got the song. If you didn't like the movie, at least you had the soundtrack as well, didn't you? So it's uh, yeah, it's good times. Mid eighties, mid eighties horror. Yeah, man.
1: Well, there you go. That's Jason on top on top of the camber van. <laughs> a little tangent. There. Yeah, a little
0: bit of a tangent there.
1: <laughs> um, so we see Megan and her dad back at the station, and they're arguing. <clears throat> um, he's really annoyed that she's quite clearly in falling in love with this Tommy character. Yeah. Um, and he leaves her on her own at the station and Tommy actually calls the station and she picks up the phone. And this is why I'm saying earlier on that she's clearly bored because this guy her dad says, I think this guy's a serial killer. You must stay away from him. He rings up and she's like, hey, I'll come pick you up in my car. It's cool.
2: <laughs> she, she likes her a bad boy, man. She wants to piss off her daddy you know (laughs) that's pretty much it i think but but at the same time she believes him so it's uh
1: yeah she can see
2: it 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 takes a while but she at first she just liked his butt a lot so there's that you know (laughs) it's like i like the way you look at them jeans let's cut your jib tommy jarvis you know i look like a let's go piss off my daddy (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> she has got a bad ass car hasn't she is it the uh camaro it's isn't
0: it um yeah yeah is that a bumblebee camaro gary or not
2: well the new the new bumblebee was a camaro yes yeah
1: the new one well the other bumblebee was in this earlier wasn't it the, the beetle yeah. uh, got destroyed oh, yeah. by it's jason there's a bit
0: of transformers in here
1: as well Oh, no. I'd, I'd like to have seen Jason take on a Transformer yeah
0: Optimus Prime like,
1: imagine that camper van suddenly uh, transforming and sort of flicking him off of him saying, uh, <laughs> yeah that'd be know.
0: great to see wouldn't it imagine that <laughs> man I'll pay money to see that Jason Voorhees getting flicked <laughs> over you, by a Transformer
2: then <laughs> you have another uh, death of Optimus Prime he gets that all over again see
1: yeah. oh no don't oh, I can only take that death of Optimus <laughs> Only once. Oh, man.
2: Uh, well, it's, it's happened about every subsequent Transformer series that
1: there's ever been, though, I think. <laughs> there was only one death for me, and that was in Transformers the movie.
2: Oh, I. Yeah. Again, we're going tangent. I, I love Beast Wars so much, so here we are. But uh, I'm done now. <laughs> Talk <Top> about <of> Transformers.
1: <laughs> You've got the touch.
0: You've got the power oh man what's,
2: what's better than one Stan Bush song two Stan Bush songs oh, you know? oh, yeah
1: <laughs> um well the cops find a lot of bodies in the woods and there's quite a funny moment here where they they, they think they found a couple and then they find all the paintballers bodies as well hmm. and uh the, the uh, deputy says I'll order up some more body bags happy Friday the 13th <laughs> it's just so dry <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, jason arrives at the camp and he is like a kid in a candy store here because he's arrived there's finally loads of kids at this camp and they're all quite young you can kill all these kids quite easily um and he's very very happy if if you could see a smile behind that mask Mm -hmm. i'm sure he'd be smiling bless him he just wants friends that's all he wants
0: is this where you it's get the you get a little bit of retaliation now, is it from the cops, is it? You get the is it the inept cops or is that a little bit later on? I
1: think that's a bit later on, but um is that where they they just start shooting at Jason and nothing really happens?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the first time that happens in a Jason movie as well, isn't it, where someone continuously sort of shoots at Jason and he just keeps on walking towards him. I think.
1: Well, there's that brilliant bit much later on where the sheriff shoots Jason and he falls down dead, and we know he's going to sit back up, which he does. Mm -hmm. And then he shoots him again and he rolls over and then he flips back around. And it happens like four times bang, up, bang, up, bang. That's Christ. He's not going down. Run. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, Gary, we have to say goodbye to Sissy now because she she pours some soda out the window, which. Not, I think she thought she was pouring on one of the guys doing a prank on her. I'd love to have seen a shot of Jason just stood outside with some soda just been poured onto his head looking up, really pissed off.
2: Wop 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 again, you know.
1: <laughs> but she is pulled out the window and her head is twisted clean off with that expression on her face it oh, just no, makes me look, it makes
0: me laugh the way she just goes flying out that window as well like a just like a doll wasn't it just whoosh, that's it whoosh, she goes straight out there boom oh, I
1: mean, dude. I
2: miss I miss Sissy already I miss that ensemble already because she looked very hot in that ensemble you know her, her lounging clothes but um yeah she had yeah. like
1: uh, suspenders uh, braces as we call them in the UK on oh, yeah. um like jogging bottoms uh with I, or sweatpants with like a, a cut off American football top? I don't know. She was just... She was rocking it.
2: I've always loved suspenders for <laughs> no reasons on a girl. I don't know what it is, but, you know, it was, a thing, it was a thing in the 80s, and it's like the side pony. It never goes away for me, okay? Yeah. You know?
1: Madonna loved wearing the suspenders, didn't she? She was always, all about that in the 80s. That's uh, Mrs. Gary
0: Hill right there, isn't it, Gary? <laughs> Little side hey, you pony. A,
2: you, throw, you throw a brunette in- there with some tease bangs and some glasses, sure, why not? I'll go there, you know.
1: <laughs> did Did Madonna ever look better than she looked as Breathless Mahoney in Dick Tracy? No, she didn't. Um, that's that's my little side tangent on my own. You don't even need to answer me, you two. I'm just, oh man, I'm talking. I'm just bring, talking out loud, man. Bringing the choices. The
2: Disney Noir duology. We'll do the Rocketeer and Dick Tracy, no problem. Okay, which <laughs> <Just>, uh... is. <laughs> I can talk about Jennifer Connelly's outfits for a half an hour in that episode. So, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, well, cutting back to what's going on in this movie, Meg picks up Tommy in her badass car, and she now demonstrates that she is a pretty good driver as well. Um, She starts speeding all over the place, trying to avoid the roadblocks. She tells she's very demanding as well. She knows what she wants, this young lady. She says, "Get your head down." Mm. So. He does put his head in her lap that's and
0: she right. says... You <laughs> got the flasher, whole show, didn't, didn't you guys? Come on yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> gets the whole she she says shebang things there, like,
1: uh, that's, She says, that's what I like. But she's obviously talking about her driving. Mm. And then at one point she says, oh, this is going to be a hairy turn. And Whoa. I thought, is that supposed to be a joke? I'm like, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just thrown it's in there, like, isn't it? Like,
2: oh. I really don't know. Yeah, that's a line in this movie, and I forgot about it. But now that you mention it, you know, face right, right up in her area down there, and <laughs> I, I think about um, National Lampoon's Vacation. I just laugh, you know, because <laughs> films like that you watch as a kid. And it has a blowjob joke, you know, back to Police Academy again. You know, it's like, yeah, it's. I was watching this, and that was inappropriate. But yeah, the Harry Harry Churns line with his face deep in her, her uh her downstairs area yeah it's it's a little off now
1: <laughs> well it's funny i watched parenthood again a couple of weeks ago and i'd forgotten as a kid i would have seen steve martin attempt to receive a blowjob whilst driving his car obviously he, he crashes it um, so funny <laughs> but as a kid i didn't know what why he crashed his what car what was
0: going on there with it
1: you <laughs> watch like, that now <laughs> right.
2: it's, it's the little stuff in that movie yeah. Like Diane Weiss, when the, when the power goes out She's holding the Aww. vibrator, looking for the candles oh, It's bullshit, it's, it's so it's so you
1: know <laughs> It's so good So inappropriate, I should not have seen that At the age I did, probably, with some of those jokes But hey-ho Um. So yes, Tommy He's got his face in a, an area Which we've talked about um, but they do get caught and again they're they're sort of arrested, well he's arrested again now so he's back to the, the police station yet again um, and this is where she is his alibi because he says, well I couldn't have done that because, no she says Tommy couldn't have killed these people because I was with him that whole time. So her dad's like oh right okay, hmm this is interesting. So yeah but he's kind of off the hook a little bit now isn't he Tommy at this point.
0: Yeah, they now realise they've got that killer on the loose now, don't they? So they're taking it a little bit more seriously now.
1: There's a really cool scene. And again, this is why I love this particular instalment of the franchise where that girl is in the, um, uh, like the, the dorm, whatever you would call it. And as she walks past the window, Jason's outside and he's just following along with her. But she doesn't see him and as she goes past each window he's going past each window mm. as well and it's just done so well uh, she gets absolutely slaughtered because later on we revisit that room several times and it's kind of like Johnny Depp's bedroom from Nightmare on Elm Street there's oh that's right just yeah that's it blood
0: yeah. everywhere yeah you get the same, um, same sort of scene there don't you from that now.
1: yeah I dread to think what he did to her there's just blood all over the walls um, and ceiling and floor in there more blood than one human body could contain. I should, I should imagine, but uh,
2: he he decorated. It. Yeah, he uh, he he, <laughs> he a paintbrush and did some Jackson Pollock work in that that room there because <laughs> it was unless he like had like a massive human blender and just threw all the bodies in all at once. And yeah, you wouldn't add that kind of mess. But you know, he had he had a lot of fun in there with some finger paints and stuff. So it's, uh, he, he
1: was writing. Jason was here, and you know. Mum and stuff like that on there, you know, who's writing all these different things on the wall with the blood. He's an artist, for,
2: Jason. P- for, for a good time, call <laughs> Pamela. Here <laughs> you go. It's, uh, just dishing on his own mom, you know. It's like, uh, Tommy
1: I'm... Jarvis sucks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Megan that's... and Tommy come up with a plan to escape. So they pretend to have a bit of a fight through the prison bars. Then they have a bit of a kiss, which means that the um the deputy gets his gun pulled off him by Megan. Um now he's got a Tango and Cash infrared laser beam gun, isn't he? Yeah.
2: Yep. Where, where says, the where, where the red shack, where the red dot goes, you bang, you know.
1: Yeah, I love that. and he says he says to tell me something about being a clown and she says you're the one with the red nose and I thought that was such a cool mm-hmm. line really cool line so yeah they escape with a gun so that she's going to be in some serious shit with her dad now not to mention the law you know stolen a cop's gun locked him up um, Jason enters the children's rooms and they're all sort of asleep and he's looking around this is what I'm saying you can tell he's overjoyed with what he sees before him he's thinking this is too easy. Take them all out while they're sleeping. Although, I don't think Jason would like that. Jason likes the chase, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he likes a little yeah, bit of a challenge as well, doesn't he? And when I first watched this, I thought, no, he can't, can he? You know, with all these kids, you're thinking, no way. And
1: um, he doesn't, does he? Doesn't he doesn't, do thankfully, because Gary's favourite actor, the little Nancy girl, is... Um, she closes her eyes and says he's not there he's not there and when she opens them a noise has made him walk away so she thinks she's defeated jason by closing her eyes silly child that's not how you defeat jason
2: and and her in her lord and savior apparently she starts praying for no reason you know
1: um well luckily the cops have arrived so this can only mean one thing the the day has been saved clearly because these police they're going to take. Every- they're going to sort Jason out, and they're going to save everybody, aren't they? They're definitely not going to get completely wiped out by this zombie guy with a hockey mask on. Hmm. Well, unfortunately, that's exactly what happens. Um, this is where the Rambo knife throw happens, straight into that cop's.
0: Oh, that's player. right. Yeah, that's it. You get a really good sound effect there as well, do not you? Sort you <laughs> boom. <bump. laughs> it's, like, you
1: know. it's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> 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 It
2: Lands lands right in the canoe too. <laughs> yeah, <that's> he
1: does <laughs> yeah. straight in there. <laughs> Another guy gets um, a classic Jason move, he gets mm. the head crush. That's I'm it. The fan of Jason when he crushes someone's head.
0: Yeah. He
1: does that in uh, part three, doesn't it? And that's when the eyeball pops out into the screen. That's right, the
0: 3D yep. one, isn't it? That's right. Yeah.
1: I always thought, wow man, that, that he must be so strong to just crush a human skull with his mm. bare hands.
2: I think that will take a rigor mortis you know come on he's all stuffed
1: up that's true that's true and he's been practicing we've discussed that he's been practicing little nancy girl runs outside and she finds the sheriff and she says you know this jason guy's after me um and he's like well go back and hide under the bed i'll i'll sort him out so this is the scene we talked about earlier where he shoots jason jason gets up he shoots jason jason gets up etc 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 until they start having a bit of a scrap and a fight and he is folded in half
0: say like one of the best kill scenes i've seen in a jason movie do you know what i mean the way he just folds him up you know what i mean he, he gets fully,
2: to this point he's him up like he's gonna put him away with some luggage or something <laughs> 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 i can't tell you are not with it ugly <laughs> you know hey yeah. I, I, I gotta talk about what happens before that though because the whole point of her bringing tommy back to camp is to bury him in the lake with, with with chains and a rock, obviously.
3: Yeah.
2: Hmm. And before this, like, Tommy's setting up all this stuff in, in the boat, and, you know, she, she she's nagging him like a woman nags him apparently in this movie because he, he's having he's having nothing to do with it except for his revenge. It's like, but, but my dad's out there with Jason. He says, well, fuck you, bitch. I gotta set up my thing here. You know, and right after, her dad gets folded in half. Yeah. Like, in a. Yeah, then we
1: go. happens at the end. Like, why should she even care at this
2: point about Tommy Jarvis?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't care. I've got to sort this Brock and this chain out. Come on, can't you see I'm busy, woman? Jesus Christ.
2: Jason's
0: just like folding day- my dad up and putting him into a suitcase. Fucking hell.
2: Jesus. <laughs> like, your dad's been giving me shit this whole movie, Megan. You fuck your dad, you know.
3: Fucking
1: <laughs> 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 uh, Megan finds oh. Sissy's head yeah. in the car it's always sad and uh yeah so that's the end of her Mm. and jason smashes into the kids rooms i love this scene now where he just literally the wall just blows to the door just blows into pieces i love love
2: the kool-aid i love the kool-aid man you know (laughs) oh yeah he does does it in part four yeah i i I think leatherface does it the best in texas chainsaw too (laughs) <laughs> the Kool Aid Man move, but yeah, the bursting through the door thing is amazing. Oh, yes, man. oh yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminded me
0: of uh, BA Brackers as well in the A team. Do you know what I mean? When he comes crashing mm-hmm. through the door as well, you yeah. know,
1: crazy yeah. fall. Oh, wow. Boom. I'm just picturing what that would look like if yeah. BA went up against Jason.
0: Oh man, God. Man. I'll pay to see that as well.
1: Actually, <laughs> well, I tell you, he would win that one. The audience. Yeah. Well,
2: I think, I think Chase and Mr. T w- would team up, and I'll tell you why. Because, <laughs> they bu- they, because they both know how to treat their mother right, so there's that. And, um, <laughs> Do
1: you know, it's a funny tangent, Gary, but I was thinking about BA's mum the other day. Because uh, I was thinking about his real name, um... Which is I can't remember his real name it's, now. It's
2: it's Bosco. That's right.
1: But there's an episode where his mum comes into it. And you find out that she's got a nickname for him, which is Scooter, mm-hmm. or Skeeter, or Scooter, one of the two. And Murdoch, like that. Murdoch picks up on it, and obviously Murdoch just doesn't let it drop, does he? Because he's a little little bugger. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, a bit of a tangent there about B.A. Baracas's mum. I do apologize. Guys. No, it's fine.
0: It's, <laughs> it, 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 it's all about the tangents, isn't it? Eh? You know, we just go off on those. It's not a problem at all. Never know where you're going to end up.
2: It's, de- <sighs> it's, it's Dela Reese, and she's the treasure. So there you go. It, it's
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we're coming up to the end now so uh jason is terrorizing all the children but tommy is sort of taunting him hey maggot head Mm. come on you asshole you pussy he calls him everything he can to try and um make him come out into the water and he starts coming out into the water but then bloody megan starts screaming tommy no and then jason turns around and he's like huh do I? No, that way. No, that. Way. Oh, and he's sort of turning his head right the way on that. that, that. And Jason. Um, Tommy's like, for God's sake, woman! Like, he's almost at me. Shut up! I do kind of feel for Tommy just for that second because his plan has almost worked, and then Meg almost spoils it.
2: And, and by the way, fuck your father still. <laughs> Come on now.
1: <laughs> he's like, fuck you, Jason. Oh, and fuck Sheriff Garris too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fucking beard, fucking bearded ass. Come on now, you know.
1: <laughs> Um, and then his so his ultimate plan here, which seems flawed when you say it out loud, is I'm going to set some water on fire. That doesn't sound like it should work, does it?
0: No, not really. Is that is that a ritual thing or something they're doing here? I... I mean,
2: now he's obviously not a navy man, okay? Because the concoction of chains that he has constructed here to hold the big guy down. You think that he like want to make like some series of knots or something to make it tight? Oh, so he yeah. would go down to the water. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, I just got this chain. I'm going to drape over you. So stand real still, so I can do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jason's and, uh, not going to stand still. Come is on, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so if, you stood thing real, or if
2: you stood real still and gave him extra time to push that massive boulder over the boat without him falling in, because let me tell you, Gary tried to dra- ride a boat in a canoe one time. It was a canoe, and I fell in the water about forty seconds in. So it's not a hard thing; it's not an easy thing to do not to tip that boat with a giant boulder in it. Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was—it's a pretty good stunt. We haven't really talked about the stunt work in this film, but it's a pretty good stunt because you have got loads of fire, you've got a boat, you know, um, you've got a fight that breaks out. Jason smashes the boat in half, so there's some good stunt work going on there. And then there's like an underwater scuffle as well. Yeah. You know, something about the Jason movies is they do always have you know obviously good deaths and effects usually, but they do generally have good stunt work, especially obviously Kane Hod- Hodder being set on fire and you know Jason gets everything happened to him, doesn't he? he gets crushed, set on fire. You know, it's a pretty good stunt. I like that.
0: Yeah, and it's a pretty good well, finale as well, isn't it? Here with this, you know, sort of like sort of for the eighty odd minutes that you got in this movie, you've got a lot, haven't you? Really, you know, just happening
1: in a short space yeah because it's, it's just relentless isn't it, yeah, that, it even continues. Megan joins in now and mm. she uses the um, propeller of the, the boat motor to start chopping away at Jason um, and uh, he manages to sink down she gives Tommy mouth to mouth in front of all the kids I was thinking um, all those kids would have been traumatised by this wouldn't they You no, know, oh especially man, yeah. if Tommy didn't pull through they would have like witnessed like all this death and destruction I'm never going to camp again, Mom. Never.
2: <laughs> now, Tommy should be dead, okay? And I'll explain. It. Here you should explain. You've seen the film. Jason is choking him out under the water to the point where he's, you know, lifeless. But yeah, she has time to go in the water, pull him out, pull him to shore, give him mouth to mouth after all this choking and, and water and, and imbibement. If that didn't do it, that, that would have finished the job. And he, he's alive. And like I said, she shouldn't give a shit about him because.
1: fuck sheriff garris right come on guys
3: (laughs) oh man
1: well he is alive and he says it's over jason's finally home meaning the lake um but of course it's not over because we get a final shot where we have a quick peek what's happening under the surface of the water and jason's eye is still open And it's kind of dilates a little bit. Cue Alice Cooper. And that is the end of that. And then you've got
0: that 80s, like I say, the man behind the mask rolling credits, which I love at the end of a horror movie, especially in this time. So it's great. So yeah, it's um, like I say, guys, it's just a full on movie, isn't it? As I said just a minute ago, uh, an 80 minute movie. There's a lot in there. There's a lot of kill scenes, isn't there? Do Do you think this is probably the most kill scenes in a Jason movie, possibly? It's got to be up there. Yeah, and uh, um, some great. I think ones, maybe number
1: it? number nine has quite a few in it as well. Jason goes to hell.
2: Right. And, yes. And one of the one of the greatest Jason characters ever in Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, Mr. Steven Williams Creighton Duke in that. Oh, Creighton so uh, Duke. I, I know it's I know it's bad in the traditional sense, people. So don't come after me. But I have a lot of fun with that picture, so I'm just going to throw that out
1: there. Well, I fell in love with know? that character when he started breaking that guy's fingers in, in the jail. I was like, yeah, this guy is just a badass. I like him. He's cool.
2: When you, when you think of Jason Voorhees, what do you think? I think of a little girl in a pink dress putting <laughs> a, put, put, put in a hot dog through a donut. Come on.
1: <laughs> so Cringy. nasty. Yeah. He's a bounty hunter, isn't he? He's a bounty hunter in that. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty weird. So that movie starts off with like this crazy scene where there's like a woman taking a shower, and then it turns out she's actually special forces ninja, and it's all a trap to explode Jason with landmines or something, isn't it?
3: She's sexy. is
2: all I'll say about <laughs> that? You know, she ain't got no, she ain't got no clothes on. It ain't my fault. That's the movie's fault for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, you see everything but the front, the, the, the front bottom part of her in that movie. <laughs> that's a uh, that's nice.
0: What about the 2009 remake, guys? What did you recommend that one?
2: It's not unwatchable. I, mean, yeah. I, I enjoy it for what it is, you know. And Derek Mears, you know, who who is an expert at playing, you know, people in their masks and just being imposing and, and hell of a nice guy, by the way, Derek Mears is. And I hope we get more Swamp Thing with this addition to, you know, being on broadcast TV. So kind of got screwed over on that one, but
1: um, oh, did he play something in the the DC? Did he? Mm-hmm. The new, the new oh, nice. series, yeah. The CW Oh, wow, well. oh, right. okay, I didn't know that, that's awesome.
2: So, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah more more, more swamping, please, and uh, yeah, it's very decent, and um, I'd watch it again,
1: yeah. <laughs> I so... think the remake's okay. Um, the remake's just come back on UK Netflix, yeah, nice actually, yeah. Actually, something I'm gonna probably watch over the next few days because I've definitely seen it once, I might have seen it twice and like gary said it's not unwatchable you know it's it's better than some horror remakes it's not really a remake i suppose it's it's just a retelling isn't it really no it's good to see
0: um the main protagonist in that is a guy from supernatural um uh, sam winchester so yeah so it's good to see him in that movie as well like a little bit of time from that tv show um and we also got a computer game as well. So the franchise, franchise is spawning out to computer games. And as I said before, we started the show down. Um, there's a, the, the director from part six, is at the helm again. He's written a script for a new Jason movie called um, Jason Never Dies. As she said, that it's like a sort of James Bond title. Well, that kind
1: of takes back to what we were saying to a yeah. guy just now, isn't it? Yeah. The Jason what was it called Jason Never Dies
0: Jason Never Dies apparently it's a yeah that's
1: that's a Bond movie isn't it yeah
0: <laughs> so the director from this movie is taken the helm again and he reckons he's got a really good script so um, whether we'll see that movie or anybody put any money on the table to make it we'll have to wait and see I guess
1: well this franchise really did try everything didn't it you know you had a superhero Carrie girl in the next one taking on Jason you had space, you know, as we mentioned, future space. You had um Freddy got brought into it, one of the first big horror cross That's right, yeah, that's it. You uh, know, they they did everything really. They tried everything with this really. Uh and they even remade it and they didn't do a bad job with it really. And that's why it's my favourite franchise really. It's just it's I get a lot out of every single part of this. The only thing I can't really recommend to anybody is the series, Gary I'm sure you've seen the Friday
2: the 13th series. You know, it's it's not about Jason. No, it's but not. as 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 a series, it's not bad. It's like it's like a fun, like supernatural thing. But unfortunately, it suffers from being a low budget, you know, series in the late '80s, early '90s, where mm. the CG looks really rough now, and and you know, our eyes. But you know, you got to come to expect that. I I think there's more bad there epi- more good episodes than bad episodes. But I have to really run through those again,
1: I, I really. I really like the Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Nightmares show. That's mm. that's really good. <laughs> and that's terrible, but I love it. You know what I mean? It's uh, well, I don't know. I don't know why I, why I like that so much, but I do. You know what, well, Dan? If we any...
2: have to get back on the, that again, but um, I'll get into that when
1: he lets us pimp
2: stuff. So I'll talk about that later. <laughs>
0: Oh, well there you go guys That's the uh, Jason movie Just going back onto that Jason never dies They're going to take that to um, Isolation in the snow Which will probably Please Uh Gav Chucky still knowing Because I know he loves his um, Isolation movies, particularly in the snow So that's where apparently they're going to go with that um, put oh, and how could the...
1: we not mention the fan film which came out a few years ago, Never Hike Alone? That's
0: right, yeah, which it uh, has got it's, uh, Tom Matthews comes back into that as well, doesn't he? As a...
1: it, yeah, and it's really well done. It's, mm. I think it's just over an hour, so it's not very long. But, yeah, it um, gets a lot of love, doesn't it, from people, from the really fans? It's really good. I, I, I've watched it a bunch of times.
2: I mean, if, if horror fans want to go look for Tom Matthews and stuff, like, oh, he made these couple horror films and he really been around since... Go dive into Albert Pune's filmography because Tom 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 Matthews is all over the place in there. And uh, hmm. it's not always good. But, you know, <laughs> Albert, Albert tries. And I, I, got, I got to commend the man for making films, even sometimes if they're a little hokey. But uh, Tom Matthews became an Albert Pune guy for a while there. And uh, that ain't not bad.
0: Have you ever met Tom Matthews at the conventions, Gary? Because I know you go to a lot of these.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, I don't have any more, But I did meet him. I met I met most of the cast of *Return of the Living Dead*. Yeah. With the exception of, um, Mark Venturini, who who's passed away a long time, ago, and um, Miguel Nunez, who plays Spider, yeah. and, and of course Demon from Part Five. Those damn office, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um. Baby, baby. And you got suicide. <laughs> yeah, I pulled dance I pulled pull Dan's, pull Dan's string there. See, it's a- <laughs> you knew it. Yeah, you knew it. you
1: were going to get me singing
0: that. <laughs> I was going to say you got some of the cast from uh, the Evil um, Return of the Living Dead, haven't you? Because uh, suicide is in.
1: Is he in that one as well? The yeah,
2: acting? yeah, but he um, Lin- Linnea? Yeah, that's trash. Suicide is the guy that's passed away. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, I see.
2: Who, who also, another final drinking reference, played Vic in part 5. The mm. guy with the with the axe, you know, that that's kills, uh, yeah, kills right. Roy's son and just sets it all off, you know? One
1: of my favorite kills in any horror movie, um, just oh, because what? it's so random, and I really feel like that guy deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? You can just
2: forget it, you know?
1: Uh, <laughs> Do you want? Doesn't he offer him a piece of his candy bar? And, yeah, just, and... <laughs> just chops it in half, man, you know? Man, that guy is a douchebag. God God
0: bless him. He's he's resting in peace now. But man, he always played an angry character, didn't he? Whatever he did.
2: Well, I've I've learned as a young child, if the person looks crazy, they probably are. And I should mess with that person, probably. Mm.
1: And if they're and, uh, chopping, if they're chopping wood with an axe, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, don't go anywhere near them.
2: <laughs> unless I know some good white guy karate, Michael Dudikoff moves, I'd better not mess with that guy, right? You know.
0: Yeah, I've I've said this all along, guys. I think us guys, are uh, horror fans, are probably the best guys to survive because we've seen so many horror movies. We know not to do that,
1: so it's a, it's a good learning curve. Yeah, I would just hide under my covers, literally, um, if I heard any sounds, and um, that's how I would deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just uh, close your eyes and go,
0: go away, go away, boom!
2: It <laughs> yeah. always works. That's that's what I would do.
0: That's
1: exactly oh, what I would do. <laughs> well,
2: I, I would I would not survive because fat guys don't last you long. Oh, or no. like knows for. We, we can't very run. We can't run very fast. You know, we can breathe very heavily sometimes. <laughs> If we, if we fall asleep, sleep apnea, you know, this kind of thing. I asked my old man. You can't ask him now, but still, that man would fall asleep in a chair like nobody's business. But um, <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I would never survive a horror movie because I'm the I'm the mouthy one. So I, I'd be the, the yeah. character that kind of died around about the, the third act. You know, I'd be one of the last three or four chatting away, giving loads of shit. Oh yeah, that guy's an asshole. Blah blah blah, making all the jokes, and then. I'd i probably get my mouth ripped off or something like that. Ironically,
2: get into it in a later episode. But Dan Bone would be the Kincaid of a of a slasher film. Yeah, okay, Kincaid.
0: I'll be like.
2: Uh, Come on, you you bird you bird face pussy.
0: <laughs> I'll be like Ramsfield on top of a roof with a gun falling off it, <laughs> shooting some car <coal> windscreen. <laughs> <the> <laughs> hey, get that limo out of my lawn. <laughs>
2: If y'all has a question, will Gary survive a zombie apocalypse? Probably not, because you can't hide very well either, so... It's, uh...
0: it's alright, Gary, I'll, I'll sling you over my shoulder and carry you off somewhere.
2: Fire, fire, carry, scary, then both die, See, you, know, just, you just fall over and be over with for the both of us. Oh!
1: Get just just leaving me to make jokes while the somebody's not chewing on me. Oh dear. <laughs> oh my god.
2: You're like sorry bro. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I tried.
0: Oh dear. These conversations are great, man. I love it. Oh dear.
2: You brought this out yourself, man. That's all I'm gonna say about <laughs> that one. Well yeah,
0: this is it. We're talking about Jason Voorhees and now here we are with this. That's great, man.
3: Well, I
1: guess he is kind of a zombie guy. in
0: this
1: one, isn't he? Yeah. I
0: don't know. Is he a zombie in this one? I guess he is. Yeah, i say he is. Yeah, he's back, he's back from the dead. He's a
2: zombie he? slash teenage Frankenstein, as it says in the song. Yeah, you yeah. Know. that's
1: true. Alice Cooper doesn't lie, and uh, what he says is usually gospel. Oh, um, man.
2: Because uh, he'll stab you with the bicycle otherwise, right? He yeah. certainly
0: will. He certainly will. As we mentioned in the last episode, yeah, that was it. Oh, man well there you go guys that is uh, Jason part 6 and a survival guide to any apocalypse uh, (laughs) stroke horror movie so choose whichever character you're going to be guys so I think we've all we've all picked up on that right now so we all know where where we're going to end up so yeah we're all fucked uh, we're all fucked yeah that's for sure
2: Well, I, uh, I I I'd have to go with the half-shirted hero of this film, and you know, because of the premature ejaculation and all. Oh. <laughs> just, uh, I I gotta keep I gotta keep it realistic, you know. I don't want to raise ladies' expectations or anything. We all <laughs> these dick and fart jokes and uh. Yeah.
3: It's
2: like, wow, that See, guy's
1: amusing, but is he? You know. <laughs> See, Gary, in this movie, I'm the kid under the bed who's like, "We are dead meat."
2: Yeah. Those <laughs> those, me. those kids, yeah. <laughs>
1: If oh, this is man.
2: as good as it gets, <laughs> we're going to be in real trouble.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fantastic, guys. Right. Okay, then. Well, uh, thanks for coming on to the show today, guys. It's been a blast. Uh, it's always good fun. And uh, we shall all be returning soon, shall we? Because Gary going to be joining us with the next um, Bite Size episode, which is going to be Dream Warriors. Spoilers, uh, Spoilers. Yeah. Man, I'm all about the Spoilers. <laughs> Oh, I've got nothing to hide. I I wanted to be a surprise. Nice
2: no <laughs> people come on, <laughs> man, you know. Oh,
1: like Gary okay. just shows up. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> du, 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 du. We got Gary tonight. Boom. we just threw in there. Oh, no. Yeah, so we got really, that one. I my kind of thoughts
1: of about the
2: guy with, with, with the key to the kingdom in that movie. Like, I think he says in that movie. It's a. Uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Sleazy orderly is all I'll say about that, you know.
0: Oh. Bit like of the wizard character in that. eh?
2: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie, I was a D&D player, so I'm not even going to say, "Hey, I didn't play that game because you know, I'm not a nerd at all." But here we are. Well, next was... episode, people.
0: You you was that next to uh, ra- launching model rockets off Gary, as we spoke before, was it, right? Eh? Oh yeah.
2: So, the, 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 the lamest hobby ever? Yeah, it,
0: you, know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, you It you... was an
2: expensive hobby too, if I remember correctly, you know. Well,
0: don't sell it off near to your roof, isn't it? It burns off the uh, plastic gut ring that's that powerful. Oh man. Oh, dear.
2: <laughs> if that if that kid had model trains, he'd have no friends at all, is all I'll say about that one, okay.
0: You know? <laughs> I can't talk. I've said this before. I'm a guy that, well, no, I'm not. I've said it before, so you know me. Right. <laughs>
2: okay. I'm sorry if I assaulted model train enthusiasts on this program. I'm sorry about that. You know, <laughs> and I, I'm serious about that one.
0: Man, I, hey, Gary, I've got to put a special warning on the beginning of this show now for that, mate. Do you know what I mean? You really God should have, mate. I just
2: come here with all, with all the dick jokes and, you know, the kind of language jokes and it's, it's I, I know certain certain ladies I might talk about these things because um, I'm shallow as hell. But um, yeah, you're you're welcome. You know? it's right.
0: <laughs> Ga- Gary's coming onto the show tonight. I've got like a five minute warning at the beginning. Sorry about this. Sorry about that. Be careful. Turn off now.
2: <laughs> he may talk about Helen Slater and Supergirl quite a bit. And, oh um, god, it might it might get nasty, you know, like fan fiction style, and uh. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Actually, talking about Supergirl, that's one you brought up, um, Dan, wasn't it? You posted that one on the page the other day, I think.
1: Yeah, man, I, that, I think that movie's, you know, it, it's trash, but it's trash that I, I like, you know, it, mm. it's good. It's got it's got witch in it, it's got Helen Slater in it, you know, it's... Short it's, skirt. It's, yeah, it's legs,
2: good. legs that go all the way up with them red boots on. Oh, There's nothing wrong with that film at all, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's a fun, fun movie. Something for you to maybe take a look at in the future, RJ. On, yeah, on your, yeah, on definitely.
0: Your yeah, Yeah, I'll put that on the list, mate, for a future episode. So, um, guys, uh, Dan, I know you've got your next episode coming up, mate, soon, haven't you? Your hundred episode coming up.
1: Yeah, episode 100, we are doing um, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Um, nice. So that's going to be a real fun chat for Gav and I to sink our teeth into and just get back and celebrate hundred episodes. It's taken us about twenty-five years to get there, but we've got there eventually. Uh, so. It's all good stuff,
0: man. It's all good stuff. And Gary, what are you up to, mate? You got anything coming up, or because I know you've had a little bit of a hiatus, mate? I know things ain't been too great.
2: Yeah, yeah we had the fire, and you know we're, we're doing better now. If you're listening yeah. to the show and you helped us out, I um I gratefully appreciate that. You know, financially and uh, emotional support mm-hmm. uh, has been wonderful and yeah. astronomical. And, um, you, 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 start to wonder about some folks sometimes, but you know, the kindness of people is a very powerful thing Yeah. and, um, I really appreciate that, but, uh, got to get back in the saddle again. I got my recordings, uh, software, it got, it got again in my, uh, editing software again. So I, and a microphone, as you're hearing right now, yeah. so I'm ready to, uh, not stop doing guest spots. I love doing guest spots because let me tell you the the secret of podcasting gold is when you're doing guest spots you don't have to edit oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a lovely thing and and um yeah cinema beef will be coming back we're supposed to be having um jamie's last show for a while which is going to be the 82 remake of cat people and sleepwalkers guess what the theme of that show is it's a incestual cat people mm. in that movie and uh is sexy, sexy time and uh i'm supposed to be doing a a redemption review of the howling with them because it, there's no big secret. I don't like the howling very much. It, the effects are cool, but the story just, yeah, I'll get into that in the show. I like watch, that movie, but yeah, I'll do i that. I have to watch it again to to, to do a, a redemption review. This happens sometimes. I'm doing it for Jamie and nobody else. Yeah. Uh, Jamie.
0: <laughs> she loves her werewolves. Jamie
2: Sammons. Yeah. She loves her werewolves. Yeah. Jamie Sammons. Has been a friend of us way before I started this game, and uh, she's been a a rock, a, a great support support person, you know. And had problems of her own through all this. And I, I, uh, I, love, I, I take a bold friend any of the Cine beef girls, and uh, they, 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 they all love me to death. And I love them to death. So, uh, so that's coming. Like I mentioned, some cluster, some small short reviews for the Halloween stuff. I've been watching films with blood in the title, and. Some are some winners and some are some real losers. But you know, <laughs> you take the good with the bad when you look for the blood titles. And um <clears throat> I mentioned that that Freddy's Nightmare things Burning for Springwood, which you guys are welcome to come on. We could probably do a day show, it's not a big deal. Uh myself, Suzanne and Mike Merriman do the Freddy's Nightmare series. Uh if you guys haven't heard it about five episodes, Episodes in uh, Robert England gave us a bumper for the beginning of the show. So, oh, wow. yeah, oh, it was, it was for, for free, mind you. Okay, you don't do wow. nothing for free, he's like mm-hmm. the nice guy in the world. But, um, um two drinking them commentaries, maybe coming back with a, a new lineup. I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with that because Nudie has two commentary shows going. And I think just to change it up, I'm getting another mix of people. I had, I had an idea of doing some, doing one, like, two-drink title and then doing one Cat 3 Hong Kong, Category 3 Hong Kong film a month. So do two commentaries a month. Because uh, if you guys don't know what that is, uh, l- look it up. They did some gonzo films in the 80s and 90s that, that they, they could not rate. So yeah. there were enormous Category 3 films. And some of them are just out of this... World or pipe films you have never seen or ever thought of seeing, but uh, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, great for commentary shows, and that's that's a mouthful there, guys. So I'm I'm gonna leave it at that, and I'll leave uh, the other project that may or that may be coming, and I, I'm pretty sure it's coming. I just when I record the first episode, I'll announce it then. <laughs> that is the thing because I I've learned not to overshoot my mark when it comes to, like, hey, I got an interview with this person possibly coming. Hey, this episode's possibly coming. Um, I, I, I've learned not to do it until it happens. But yeah, but yeah, new projects coming, and uh, it's going to involve Lee Russell from They Must Be Destroyed, and uh, a good friend of mine who's a filmmaker as well. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, oh,
0: that's good stuff, he, Gary. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, glad,
2: just,
0: glad. you're back on the Ca- block, Cameron.
2: Moment. Cameron Scott. I'm sorry. Friend, my friend, I forgot your name temporarily. Hmm. I don't want to say Cam- Cameron Mitchell. That's an actor that I love. But, you know, a, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave that alone. But I'm sure he would not be as if I called him Cameron Mitchell because I'm sure he's a fan too. But um, <laughs> and then hopefully some other stuff too. There's lots of irons in the fire that, that may or may not happen, including the return of something with Jeffrey X Martin. But I don't want to. I don't want to tease it unless it happens because mm-hmm. he has other obligations that may prevent him from doing yeah. this and i don't want to promise nothing so if something happens it's gonna be a surprise in the feed you guys are gonna be like oh what's this he's back i was like yeah but he only does it for me because he's my brother he won't do it for you guys mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant that's good stuff gary done right, I'm, I'm done i'm done, um... t- I'm done i'm done talking i'm sorry <laughs> oh you're on a flow man you're on a flow keep going it's good <laughs> i'm excited to be podcasting again it's, it's a real joy we'll, well, we'll be all... speaking to
1: you next week as well won't we yeah, yeah. that's it
0: you gotta yeah uh, like i say um, we'll get that date sorted out so we we'll get back together for a bit of freddy krueger and a bit of dream warriors mm-hmm. so that'd be good stuff man so yeah thanks again guys thanks for coming on to the show as always always a blast And, um, yeah, there you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. All the little segues that we went on. Jason Voorhees, the fun movie (laughs) of uh, of, uh, Jason Six. And uh, as you can hear in our voices, we're a fan of this movie. So if if you've seen it and you're listening to the show, hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't watched this movie, go check it out. It's a fun movie. It's one to watch late at night with a couple of beers or, you know, just some crisps and stuff like that. Late night watch. Uh, go check it out. So there you go guys, Um, a little bit of um, admin for the show, I am a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. So please check out all the other shows including Dan's show, the um, podcast on Haunted Hill and Gary's show um, Cinema Beef Podcast and if you want to post anything I've got a Facebook page so put anything on there, any comments, any films you want me to check out and if you want to listen to uh, bite-sized cinema, uh, check out on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify and several other players on the internet. So you put in bite-sized uh, cinema podcast Legion. So there you go, guys. Uh, as always, keep it safe and I'll see you soon. Or well, keep it bite-sized and keep it safe. Almost lost my thread then. I <laughs> will see you guys soon.